Hello and welcome to Freedom Tech Wrap. It's a week ending January 13th, 2024. My name is Marks, and this is your weekly source for news and project updates in the freedom and independent technology space. We are in a highly connected world, and Freedom Tech lets you decide when and how you want to connect, and really where your data live. Freedom Tech Wrap is an independent show. If you want to support what we're doing, you can send us value through your podcasting 2.0 app. And with that, let's jump right into the news. The Bitcoin ETF. It's here. We've been waiting for it for so long. And at the same time, we haven't been waiting for it. Bitcoin rolls along. TikTok next block. Every 10 minutes, we get a new block. But uh, it's been, what was it? Well, it's been over 10 years since the Winklevoss twins submitted a, a proposal to run a Bitcoin ETF. And they've been turned down. All, all the proposals have been rejected over the years. But we finally have it. On January 10th, the United States SEC approved spot Bitcoin ETFs to be traded in the United States. Now, I will say this is a very uh, America, U.S.-centric view. There have been other Bitcoin products being traded in other uh, markets, but this is arguably the biggest place to do it. So it's very interesting. If you want to read from the source itself, you can go to the SEC website uh, and read the statement on the approval of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. Uh, this is where they outline their approval, why they approved it. Basically, they said that the judges kind of forced their hand in their lawsuit with Grayscale Trust. And so they, they don't really endorse it. Uh, I, I, f I find, aside from approving it, I, I thought it was kind of humorous that Chairman Gary Gens Gensler felt the need to state that Bitcoin may be used for illegal activities uh, and other things and speculation, that kind of stuff. But really, you could say the same for U.S. dollars, for euros and other sovereign currencies. So those kind of factor themselves out. He also made sure to point out that Bitcoin is not a wise investment. So there you go. It's approved. Do with what you wish. There are 10 ETFs that began trading on January 11th. It's very possible that more will be in the works. And of course, we're going to see all sorts of derivatives built off of those. Um, but Bitcoin just keeps being Bitcoin. And if you're here doing freedom technology and you don't care about Bitcoin, you can just ignore this part. But I also have to imagine that if you really do care about freedom technology, at some point you will come around to realizing what Bitcoin offers from a human freedom standpoint. Now, if you want to do use a, a Bitcoin ETF, there are pros and cons. A huge con being that somebody else is going to have custody over the Bitcoin. It isn't really your Bitcoin. You're simply giving somebody money. They're buying it and holding it on, holding on to it. And then for you to get it back, they sell it and give you the cash back. There might be some that allow you to withdraw the Bitcoin. However, you're, you're trusting them. They are promising to give it back to you at some point, but they might not honor that in the future. Um, a, a pro to using a Bitcoin ETF is that you might have money locked away in some kind of retirement account like an IRA or a 401k. And so you can now put that money into some kind of Bitcoin investment instrument and it will follow the price of Bitcoin 
with tax uh, savings along with it. Um, however, if you want to do more self-custody, then you could look at something like uh, what Unchained offers, the, the financial company Unchained. They have a, a Bitcoin IRA where you set up an account with them and then you send your IRA retirement funds to them. They buy Bitcoin and then you have effectively self-custody. They hold one of the keys, you hold two of the keys, two of the three keys are needed to move any of the Bitcoin, so you are involved in the process. All right, next up, we have uh, the big tech product that a lot of people are talking about coming out of the week of CES, and that is the Rabbit R1. This isn't necessarily freedom technology per se, but it's super interesting thing to look at. Um, it's a little hardware device if you haven't seen it that has a, a push to talk button on it where you hold it down and you talk to some kind of AI bot on the device. And then it's really like Alexa or Siri or one of these, one of these digital assistants, but it's super fast, runs on your device. It, it makes calls out to servers as well. Um, but the, the other odd thing about it is while it's a really cool demo and all this stuff, it really feels like it could have just been an app on an existing smartphone, uh, especially if you pair it with something like Graphene OS on a smartphone that has a really good integrated GPU. Run everything locally if you can, make calls out to APIs as needed uh, to different services. But the Rabbit R1, Rabbit is definitely something to look at. Keep your eye on it, see what they're doing. Uh, but it also feels like it could very much just have been an app put onto some other kind of hardware device that already exists. So check that out, rabbit.tech. Now, speaking of building independent tech, we have the Sovereign Engineering project that's happening. Uh, this is uh, an organization put together by a few people in the space, including Gigi and Pablo. And they have put together what they're calling SEC1, which stands for Sovereign Engineering Cohort 1. And they are currently together in the Madeira Islands and Portugal. And they're gonna to be together for something like eight weeks. And they're building out technology. It's 21 people plus a few more. And they're, they're building, they're collaborating, they're coming up with new ideas, new projects. And then they're going to have a demo day on March 1st. So keep an eye on that. See what kind of cool things come out of it. This just launched uh, this week, the first cohort. They're gonna do a second one in May. So if you are interested in participating in that, uh, go on their website. They have information there. You can apply and uh, read up more about it. Great. Now, when I posted last week's episode of Freedom Tech Wrap, uh, a user on Noster by the name of Serenity's Forge uh, told me about a hashtag meshtastic, that's hard to say, and told me to check it out and maybe start reporting on it as well. So I started looking around, digging around. Uh, it looks really cool. I have heard about this before, but hadn't heard this phrase necessarily, but it is people who are building mesh networks for long range communications or LoRa. And this allows for a distributed network for doing things like text messaging, uh, other kinds of data communication in really an independent long range manner. So I think this is super cool. I'm gonna start paying attention to the space more. And so while uh, looking into this, I actually came across a, a pretty awesome, amazing write-up that was just published this week 
by um, a person by the name of Hydroponic Trash. And it's called Building Autonomous Off-Grid Encrypted and Solar-Powered Communications Infrastructure. So reading from the document, just the very first paragraph here, it says this will be a guide on how to use LoRa or long range radio hardware to create mesh networks that can transmit text messages miles away with no cellular signal, LTE, no Wi-Fi and no infrastructure. These nodes can be powered directly off portable solar panels with USB chargers or used with portable battery banks. This can create a resilient mesh network of devices that can send text messages without the need for wider infrastructure in emergencies, such as natural disasters, during protests, or in areas of military or state occupation. Now, this article is really long, like epically long. It's really more like a full handbook for how to build out an autonomous communications network. So check it out. I definitely have not read through the entire thing yet. I've, I've skimmed it poked into a few areas and uh, it's got my interest. And so I'm going to start looking into this place a little bit more, looking into maybe adding myself as a node onto a mesh network. Um, I think that's a really interesting and needed technology. Now, speaking of nodes on a network, uh, the Lightning Network built on top of Bitcoin is something that has been mostly centralized up until now because running lightning is much more difficult, like 10 times more difficult than running a simple Bitcoin node that you just turn on and let it sync and then let it sit there. So if you're looking to do self-custody lightning, I have been trying it. It's been a bit difficult. I've, I opened up my first channel a while ago and the channel is offline, even though my node is online. So I'm still trying to work through that. But if you want some help and a little tutorial on how to get going on this, user on Noster, Anita at getalbi.com. Uh, they have posted a 10 minute video on YouTube called use lightning with self custody in 10 minutes. So I'll put that in the notes. You can check that out and it can help you on your way to your lightning self custody. My last news update for today comes by way of wave Lake. They are a project and music projects will probably get mentioned here a lot because I am very into music. And so Wavelake posted a blog post saying, we are not Bandcamp for Bitcoin. Now, if you are familiar with Bandcamp, or really if you're not familiar with Bandcamp, it's a site that was used for years and years by independent musicians who are trying to publish their music online. Um, and so it, that's great. Uh, I, I think that's fine. Uh, Wavelake is saying we are so much more than that. We are not just a place to, to publish your music, but... They are also an API that allows your music to live on all sorts of other platforms. And, and then also they have the whole Bitcoin monetization built into it as well. So check out that blog post and check out Wavelake. I highly recommend it. Let's jump on over into the updates for projects this week. I uh, only have about, well, let's see, one, two, three, five projects to, to talk about. Um, I'll have more in the future. First one is a Noster project. This is NoStream 2.0.0, finally released. It's a, uh, this is a Nostra relay written in TypeScript, and this one has breaking changes in it where they remove NIP26 delegated events support. So check that out if you're running NoStream. Be sure to read the release notes and look at how you're using it to see if you want to upgrade at this point or if you didn't make any changes before you upgrade. Uh, Graphene OS. They've had a big release, uh, release number 2024 
And this is big because uh, they recently realized that there is a, an auto reboot vulnerability that is not necessarily you know their their fault, but it certainly is the problem of their users to deal with. And so they've done an improved auto reboot implementation. This will harden security against data intruders, including forensic analysis, uh, companies that do forensics on devices. They've also added night mode for the camera on the Pixel 6 and higher, so you can take better night mode photos, and then lots of other changes, tons of changes. So check out the release notes for that. If you're running Graphene OS, read through that and update, uh, especially for the security implications. If you're not running Graphene OS, you know, check it out, see if it's something for you. Next up is, it's called App Verifier. And this is a project on GitHub that lets you verify that the apps you're about to install were not tampered with during the download process. So I, I discovered this one from user Ava on Noster. Um, check it out, it's on GitHub. It lets you verify APKs. Now in the office productivity space, we have LibreOffice. This is a project that's been around for years. Um, they have a 24.2 release that is in the final stages of beta testing. They have a release candidate one that's available for public testing and you can get it for Linux, Mac OS or Windows. So if you'd like to help them test and help the future of, of office software uh, by them, then check it out. And lastly, Firefly 3 had a 6.1.6 release. If you aren't familiar with this project, this is an accounting software uh, project that is supposed to replace QuickBooks, Quicken, other Intuit type products, or other accounting software using out there. So give them a look, version 6.1.6. So thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Um, I hope that you are having an enjoyable start to the new year. And uh, check out the Bitcoin ETF fund that is available online. There's been so many ups and downs this week as they were trying to release it and things got hacked and posted early and deleted and, and whatnot. It's been quite a fun roller coaster and the price of Bitcoin has been roller coasting along with it. So with that, my name is Marks. Thanks for listening this week. And as always, live independent. Independent.